0: you My co host, resident Packers fan Michael Burke. Our teams could be playing in a couple weeks, and by our teams, I mean his actual team and my monetary team, the Los Angeles Rams. So, hopefully, we get that matchup. That would be pretty interesting. Uh, We're here today to recap a hell of a season, a hell of a week 18, actually. It was pretty eventful. I wasn't on board with week 18, but it turned out to be uh, very entertaining from start to finish. Uh, We're going to go over our locks for the season, give you some recap on how we did. Uh, And then we're going to go into a little playoff contest that we've developed. So do you think you can beat me in the playoffs? Because you sure didn't in the regular season.
1: I mean, the playoffs means new life. Once you're in, you got a chance. So uh, we're going to see what happens over these next couple weeks. Uh, Maybe I can uh, use my Week 18 momentum to carry me to a victory over you uh, in our little playoff game here.
0: Yeah, well, you had a a nice Week 18, and I did not. So I was 0-3, and you were 3-0. Uh, what a what a turn of the tides there. So great way to finish the season by you. Horrible finish for me. I could not have been more wrong about that Chiefs game. They probably should have lost it outright. Denver's going down uh, to score and go up two scores. Um, Kansas City recovers a fumble and returns it for a touchdown. I was out at a bar watching that, um, kind of like selectively losing my mind. There was only like seven people um, at the Ale House and we were two of them, so I couldn't be as, uh, as as outlandish as the money that I had on that game and the money that I had on Kansas City defensive touchdown uh, should have warranted, but that was pretty crazy. Did you watch that one? Uh,
1: I watched bits and pieces of it. Um, I was invested for probably about a half, and then
0: uh, – It was pretty – you know,
1: Since I had no money on it, it had no impact on my Packers at all. Uh, yeah. I wasn't really sold. I was kind of watching more college basketball at that time. Yeah. Uh, thinking the game was gonna be a blowout, but it turned out to be a lot better than everybody anticipated.
0: yeah, I thought it would be too. It was actually a pretty good game. Uh, if you took out the fact that I was on Kansas City so much, I actually did pretty well because that chief's touchdown was five to one, uh, and the drew lock passing yardage was a free bet. I tried to tweet it out. I did tweet it out on Saturday. I tried to tell you guys two fourteen and a half, not a chance he was getting there. He got to I think one sixty seven uh, and that was with about fifty yards in the final five minutes. So never a shot to get there. Yeah, and that was
1: that was the only prop I think I took of the game. Yeah, the blue lock under pass yards, and it hit. It was free. So it was a gift. Absolutely Golden free. Letter. I
0: couldn't believe they set it that high. Um, so that started week eighteen. I was entertained all day. I did not watch the Saturday night game, the um, uh, the Cowboys game. I didn't watch that. I know you had the over, which hit in about ten seconds, which was great. Yeah, Flew I got to go, I
1: got to go to sleep at halftime. That was a really it, the the game over hit at half, which was fantastic. That's crazy.
0: I, I didn't watch a second of that one. It did just no relevance. I didn't have money on it, much like you. The no, Chiefs, I was I, I was watched.
1: actually kind of surprised. I was I was anticipating really Dallas only playing there stars for maybe a half at the most. Yeah, I didn't they know what go, to think of it either. They ended up going a full game. And actually, Dallas covered the entire game over by they themselves. They covered the total
0: by themselves, well over the total. Yeah, uh, so good for them. Um, Sunday was very eventful. The 1 p.m. slate was, was pretty good. Um, I was, for some reason, watching that uh, Steelers-Ravens game, but at, uh, vehemently tracking the Jags, because I actually had them on the money line at plus 750. So that was a hell of a hit. I ended up rolling into the Steelers at that point at like plus 240 when they were down three. That ended up hitting in dramatic fashion in overtime. And then we had the tie, the almost tie gate. It almost came true. We were talking about this all week. If the Jags win, then the Colts or uh, the, the Raiders and the Chargers could tie and they could both get in. It almost happened. What are the odds?
1: It definitely almost happened, and it. it I knew the Ra- the Raiders came out early in the week saying that they were going to play to win the game, and then as you're watching this game, they're up. They're up fourteen or they're up 15. fifteen. Excuse me, with six seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and you think that the Chargers are left for dead, and uh, here comes Justin Herbert just converting every fourth down imaginable especially Insane. on that final Insane. drive. I don't think he completed a pass on that final drive, except on fourth Fourth down. down. Well, they were all like crazy.
0: fourth and 10, fourth and nine, fourth and 10. It was crazy.
1: It was a two and a half minute drive that lasted 22 minutes in real life. Yeah. I think it was the stat. And I I forget which down they converted the touchdown on, but uh, yeah, there well, was the, definitely- the
0: touchdown I think was on first down, but it essentially was a fourth down because it was with no time. So well, it was the
1: right, end of the game. Right, right. And you- now everybody's talking, oh, my goodness, this game's going to overtime. Is it rigged? Is it not rigged? The NFL, are they trying to do this for ratings just to keep the Steelers – I know my brother was not sleeping. He's a big Steelers fan. Uh, he did not yeah. sleep well or not really sit well. I mean, they – poor Steelers fans. They had to suffer oh, God, nearly going to overtime in their own game earlier in the afternoon and then have to stay up the rest of the night just to even see if they have a chance to make the playoffs. And – yeah. Both teams go down field goals on their first possessions. And then with about two minutes to go, the Raiders are right around midfield and they just Mm -hmm. decide to start running the football. And you're like, well, that's the play where you're just trying to run out the clock. It's past the two minute warning. You run three plays. You're good. You're good times out. And it looked like they were going to just run the football and let the clock run, let the clock run out. And For some gosh darn reason, L.A. took a timeout.
0: Well, here's the thing we talked about on Twitter, right? I don't think that timeout really mattered because the Raiders were, like you said, running the ball like crazy. They would have probably been content getting a tie. They're playing not to lose that game at that point and not throw an interception, not give the Chargers the ball. But once they cross midfield, they're kicking that field goal, no matter what, whether there's a timeout or not. Because if they win, they get to avoid Kansas City, and Kansas City has smacked them around twice this season, and now they get to co-play Cincy, who I think is the only team that they have a shot to beat. So yeah, they're playing not to lose, but whether or not you call that timeout, I think what the bigger issue is you can't let him run for 10 yards on that next play because now it's a 47-yard field goal instead of a 57-yard field goal, which they're kicking either way, right? That's my thing. They were going to kick it either way.
1: I think that that stadium is basically indoors, so the weather wasn't going to be a factor with that kick. Carlson's got a strong enough – He's he's never missed in that stadium. 57 was going to make – yeah, correct. But what happened was, and I, I, I read about this the day after, during that timeout, Las Vegas did not change their personnel on the field. Mm -hmm. LA did, which went to a more passing defense as opposed to a rush defense. And L.A. or Vegas ran it right down their throat, got like 10 yards on that third and five, whatever it was. Third and And four, yeah. And that's what Staley
0: said, though. That's what he said after the game. He said, we took a timeout because initially I didn't feel like the personnel that I put out there was the right personnel for the play. And then he takes a timeout and he subs in like worse personnel. So I, I don't know if he was expecting
1: I think a he was play expecting, action over
0: the top or something. That's
1: what I thought. That's with the change. I think that's what was thought. You just he have didn't, to stop the ex- run. I don't think he expect them to run the football. And obviously yeah, that yeah. third down play showed that they weren't prepared to stop the run.
0: Yeah. Well, you call them, a timeout, you, cost, you don't call a timeout. You stop them on that third down play, it's a tie because the Raiders don't have to snap the ball again and they wouldn't nope. snap the ball again if it was and a 65-yard field goal. They're both in the playoffs. And they're both in the playoffs. But you get 10 yards, now you're kicking a field goal. So the timeout I don't think had anything to do with it, but I think the not stopping the run on third down did. That game was incredible. Uh, At uh, 29-14, the odds of a tie must have been outrageous at that point, right, with six minutes left. I saw online somewhere that a ticket of um, um, Jaguars' money line plus that game just to go to overtime paid 116-1. to which is crazy and that hit because it did go to overtime and the Jaguars didn't I think
1: I think there were odds and somebody took it jag's money line and the Chargers Raiders to end in a tie I think oh I'm that, sure there were, there I were think that parlays parlay was, everywhere I think that parlay was plus twenty thousand there were parlays of that everywhere
0: yeah um, and the books I, I saw this one too the books were set to lose over one billion dollars if that game ended at a tie just because everybody was on it as a potential scenario that so that's crazy outrageous. that sounds like a lot of money to me um, I know they would have made it back but that, that would have been a crazy loss I, I bet they're glad that didn't happen but what did hit is that 116 to one which is Jags money line and that game to at least go to overtime uh, which is crazy uh, so that that was a great ending to the season I thoroughly enjoyed it a lot of coaches didn't enjoy it because we saw a hell of a Black Monday firing, um, and surprisingly, Joe Judge is the last one to get fired. Uh, which he is got also fired surprising.
1: On, he got fired on Tuesday. I feel he like got fired Giants, on Tuesday. I feel like the Giants missed the boat, and then were peer pressured into making that decision because they saw all these guys uh, getting canned, and. It, it was just the Giants just being behind the eight ball again is just absolutely hilarious. Well, you know what it
0: was? They, they couldn't get a hold of him on Monday because all his players were calling him, telling him how much they want to play for him next year. And so they couldn't get him on the phone. That's, that's what he says anyway. This guy is like, you know, Trumpian in the way that he talks about shit that is just definitely not happening. Right? You hear him they in ran, these pressers.
1: They ran a QB sneak at their own on, five on uh, third and nine. You're I know they were talking about your job. Are you kidding me?
0: It's insane. It's insane. And then he goes, he has the audacity to go out in these pressers and say, everybody in that locker room tells me how much they want to play for me. He goes, I get calls from guys on other teams getting paid more saying they wish they were back here. It, bullshit. No, 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 you don't. Nobody's calling him, telling him they want to play for him. Um, and he's doing he's stuff gonna, like that. He's
1: not going to get a head coaching job for a long, long no, time.
0: No, nor should he. Imagine being a Giants player and the coach says, hey, we're going to QB sneak on third and nine from the goal line in the first quarter. Like, what the hell must you be thinking, man? Like, he had to go. Um, but a couple questionable firings, I don't know. A couple of these guys, Fangio's probably a better DC than uh, a head coach. Flores probably fits that mold, too. Our, our good pal Gleason was distraught over his Dolphins coach firing, but um, I don't know. that He's probably a better DC in the scheme of things, too. Yeah. So I hope...
1: there's going to be a lot of opportunities to see who's going to fill these voids and where they're going to go. I'm hearing, I'm hearing that at least for the giants head coaching job, that Jim Harbaugh might be a valuable candidate, which based on the season Michigan had to just jump ship after having the most successful year in 15, 20 years for that program. Yeah. And just going to a dumpster fire of an organization.
0: Yeah. I, don't well, know. I never, I never understand why these high-profile college coaches jump to the NFL. Like, they, they have such a sweet gig. And in the NBA, uh, well, college the, the basketball, the, too.
1: Well, the only difference here is Harbaugh's been to the NFL. He's been successful in the NFL.
0: So sure. he's in college, yeah. NFL,
1: back to college.
0: And I, I guess that's valid, yeah. I
1: think the only other coach that would somewhat resemble that would be Pete Carroll, but he only went back to college once. Yeah, he started Carol. with the Patriots, went to USC, and Seattle. He's been he's been solid.
0: Yeah, it's it's tough to do. Um, you know, Saban's obviously the prime example of uh, you know a college coach, not an NFL coach. Um, but I, I don't know, especially in basketball, these guys like Calipari and stuff. They're always rumored for these nba job why would you ever leave you, you're the the man of the campus right you are beloved Cal, in Cal the Perry city.
1: calipari has a lifetime contract yeah
0: for, i know but and, and it, but i'm saying before that contract like as he was signing it they were they were oh, talking right. about nba openings um so i don't know yeah it'll be interesting to see who gets these jobs um but meanwhile there are still teams playing so some teams still do have their coach we have six games this weekend so it's an extended wild card weekend I'm okay with the six games. I'm, I'm mad that they make us wait till Monday for the game that I care about the most. Uh, no, I, think cards, Rams.
1: The, I think this is the first time there's a wild card game on a Monday. It is. It's not like weather dependent. It's actually scheduled that way.
0: It is. And again, we talk about the snafu of the NFL scheduling. Uh, they're putting whoever wins that game at a big disadvantage because they're going to have six days of rest now. So they'd have to play the Rams cards. Whoever wins would have to play a Sunday game next week. Cause I can't imagine they'd put a Monday, Saturday, but it's still six but games if the, in if between, the Cardinals, If
1: the Cardinals are the lowest seed remaining, they may have to play Saturday against the Pack. Well, if, no, because they, they,
0: they haven't set the schedule yet, though. Oh, I get – yeah,
1: you're right. They could
0: change. So they would set it after everything shakes out. I, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. But um, right. let's, let's start with the early game this week. So we have – I love Saturday football. I, I absolutely love Saturday football. When there's two games on Saturday, I find it the most pleasing thing ever. You're watching one in mid-afternoon, getting ready to go out, then you end up going out and you're watching the rest of this game uh, it, and it's still Saturday. and It's not Sunday yet, so the, the looming of work is not yet back upon you. I love it. The first game that we have this week is Raiders-Bengals, a 6-3 matchup in the uh, AFC. The prior matchup between these two teams a couple months ago was 30-13. to The Bengals won. I don't think that's really the whole story. This was a six-point game, or sorry, a three-point game, 16-13, with just six minutes to go, and then the Bengals blew it open on a turnover and a couple um, quick scores, so it really was kind of close. Um, the Raiders are catching six in this one. When it opened, it's down to five and a half, so some money has come in on the Raiders. Can they, can they do it two weeks in a row? Can they cover the six? They've been a pretty good dog all year, and the Bengals, to me, are the most uh, volatile we'll say good and bad, volatile team uh, left in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I think what's going to be one of the big keys to this game is can they get pressure on Joe Burrow and make him uncomfortable, Uh, If which the Raiders have that defensive line. Crosby's been an absolute animal all year. If he can get consistent pressure on Burrow and take away the deep threat with Chase and T. Higgins um, on those verticals, which has been – a huge uh success for the Bengals this year. I definitely think the Raiders can keep it close. Um, I just I don't know what they're gonna have left in the tank. I'm I know these players, they're playing hard. It's Derek Carr's first actual game he's gonna be playing in the playoffs in his career. He was hurt obviously a few years ago. That's right. Um, when they made it to the playoffs and ended up losing the first round. Um, but I think this is this could be uh a closer matchup. Bengals obviously all these guys, it's their really their first opportunity in a playoff atmosphere they do get the benefit of the doubt and playing it at home um but it should be very interesting I think these teams match up well against each other and uh should be a good one
0: yeah I'm interested in the Higgins props in this game um you know if you're if you're taking away um Chase which obviously they're going to try to do and I know the the whole the whole thing is like why don't you just double Jamar Chase these these two are connecting like crazy because he plays in the x spot and the x spot's you know less relevant I think so they're not going to double him all the time but I'm interested in Higgins props because I think there is a little more focus on the stars in the playoffs. And, you know, if if he's got to go away from that, he's going to, he's going to look to Higgins, but it's, it's basically a guessing game as far as which receiver he's going to end up throwing to. I think he will throw, in this game. I also want to take a look at these Waller props. Uh, Cincinnati is awful against tight ends. And I know they use Waller primarily as a receiver, but he still is a tight end and lines up in a lot of tight end formations on the line. So I'm, I'm interested to see what those props come out as. Obviously, player props aren't out yet. We're recording this on Wednesday. So as it gets closer, Friday, Saturday, we'll take a look at these. Um, I, I'm leaning towards the Raiders and the points in this one. When it opened at six and a half, that was a little too juicy. Um, and I definitely would have loved to, to snag that, but we missed the boat on that. I don't think it gets back there. I think it probably stays at this five and a half because if it goes to six, it might get hammered down again. I'm leaning the Raiders in this spot, but I could see this being the Bengals by 20, or I could see the Raiders actually winning this game outright because I think Cincinnati is just that volatile. I don't know what to expect from them. Joey Burrow has put on a clinic. Uh, You know, Joey Covers has been his nickname for two years now because he was even when they were losing last year, it was crazy against the spread. But six feels like a lot in his first playoff game. Uh, I know it's at home. I would lean towards the Raiders in this game. Um, The total sits at where we have 48 and a half. Any initial thoughts on that? Um, Probably right.
1: I I think it's very close. I think both of these offenses can put up some points. Um, I know the Bengals definitely can at home, and I think they will. Um, And the Raiders are going to have to do so to keep pace. I don't think this is going to be a defensive game. Um, I did read a stat earlier this week in the last six like winner take all games that Joe Burrow has participated in um, which would be I believe it's four in college and then the last two weeks of the NFL here because um, they had to win both I believe to win the, the division and then get in um, he is averaging 440 yards passing per game with 27 touchdowns to zero picks an absolutely outrageous stats. So he, 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 he could be a big time gamer for the playoffs, but we just don't know yet. Cause we don't have that NFL experience on his side to use. His yeah. That,
0: that's the thing he could. Right. But I guess we don't really know. So that one, that one's more of a toss up five and a half is probably the right number. Uh, if it goes to if anybody sees it get to six as you're listening to this Thursday, Friday, Maybe grab it at six, because I don't think you'll see it for too long. Uh, The next game on the slate, a little bit about teams that we do know. Talk about going from inexperience to a whole lot of experience uh, in the playoffs. The Patriots and the Bills. We've obviously seen this matchup twice this year. Once in the, uh, you know, Wind Bowl uh, back in December. And then once a couple weeks ago, um, the Bills won – Last time, and the Patriots won that
1: wind bowl, right? It was uh, Patriots. Won Patriots won the first. They won on their e- each other's home fields. The yeah, they split God's on the home the wind bowl in Buffalo, and then the Bills took them in the second game in yep. Foxborough. So they split pretty, a, pretty a home and home pretty handily in the second game, I believe. For yeah, the, the second game was wasn't close.
0: that close. Josh Allen was running like crazy. He did throw three interceptions, I think, maybe even four. He threw a bunch of interceptions, but they still steamrolled. The forecast is super relevant for this game. It's in Buffalo. All through the week, it was showing snow, 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 snow Saturday night into Sunday. Um, But now the snow is gone. So in theory, it's not going to snow in Buffalo. The temperature is going to be three degrees. The temperature is
1: gone. The temperature is gone too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the temperature is gone along with the snow. It's going to feel like negative five on the field as last I saw. Winds not that relevant. Five to 10 mile an hour winds, 15 mile an hour gusts at most. Um something to point out is cold though doesn't necessarily mean under. I feel like that's people's first inclination when you say oh the game is going to be freezing. They're just going to run it down the throat. I don't really think that's the case, especially with these two teams. Um you know the the Bills especially with Josh's arm, but the Patriots can obviously do whatever they want, run pass balance. I don't think it's necessarily affected by the cold. I think it would be affected by the snow obviously. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that is gone leans me a little bit more towards the Patriots, but I'm not quite there.
1: Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually leaning more towards the Bills in this situation because the wind, 5 to 10 miles an hour, is nothing compared to what they dealt with a few weeks ago when they first played in Buffalo against each other when it was like 35 to 40 with 50-mile-an-hour gusts. Like, you couldn't kick a 20-yard field goal without it blowing to the right or whichever direction the wind was blowing. Um, my concern will kind of be the cold. It'll be Mac Jones' coldest game he's ever played in his career. Um, could have problems gripping the football if you're not used to it. No, Josh Allen's played in hundreds of these games before, coming from Wyoming, playing in Buffalo all these years. Um, but I think they are going to throw the ball a lot more. Uh, the Patriots are going to have to throw the football um, to win this game, and I'm not sure if Mac Jones can do it in these type of conditions.
0: Yeah, not only that, against zone defense, he has not been good all year. And the Bills play a lot of zone defense um, against man. He's been great. He's able to kind of pick that apart. And whether that's coaching or his preparation or you know just from college, um, he's been excellent against man. Not so much against the zone D's. And I think he's going to see a lot of that in Buffalo. So if you're right and if they do have to throw a lot more, I would be worried in this one. Buffalo's only minus four. I would definitely lean that way. Uh, if they're going to throw more, though, when these teams met two week, two matchups ago, uh, he threw three times. And they won the game. They ran about 75 times, as far as I remember. So you never know they ran, what... Yeah, they ran all but three times. All but three times. Moment. You never know what Belichick's going to do. Obviously, the coaching advantage, New England in this one. The personnel advantage, though, definitely favors the Bills. They're just the better team. They're home. Um, You know, they do have something to prove. I know they didn't have a great regular season, but they landed right on their preseason win total of 11. So they performed just about as expected. The Patriots went a half win over their season win total was nine and a half. They got 10, performed just about as expected. So we're going into the playoffs with two teams that were basically what they thought we thought they would be uh, back in September and two division rivals. So very interested to see how this one goes, uh, especially being Saturday night. I kind of like that this one's Saturday night.
1: And then again, the game is in Buffalo, too. So those fans are going to be absolutely rowdy and riled up. Um, yeah. Which I believe is going to play a factor.
0: Yeah, they do have some good fans out there. Um, transition, you, you couldn't ask for a more stark just a position as far as weather going from freezing cold Buffalo down to Tampa. Uh, but that's what we're going to do from Saturday night into Sunday afternoon. The next game, uh, one of my least favorite on the slate, the Eagles at the Bucks. Uh, This one opened at minus seven. I actually thought it would be much higher. I thought it would be around 13, which is a ridiculously high line for a wild card weekend. Um, But I thought we might get it. We didn't get close to it. But it did open at seven. It went up to nine and a half. And now it's back down to around eight. So some significant bucks money came in both on teases and on the spread when it was at seven. Settled around eight. The game totals got bet way down from 47 and a half, maybe even 48, down to 46 um, the last time these teams matched up we saw it earlier in the season it was Thursday night football I uh, don't know if you recall that one but that was a spread uh, one of the spread games of the year because the Bucks were favored by six and a half they ended up winning by six Philly scores a touchdown late they go for two for almost no explicable reason and they get it so they go from being down um, 14 to being down six in, in a couple seconds uh, kills everybody's bucks spreads bucks plays that week, so that was super funny. I think I had the bucks, and I don't remember. I might have had the bucks in that yeah, one. I think
1: I think I, I remember this game. I think the Bucks jumped out to a big lead early. And you thought it was they did, tank. and then the, the uh, game wasn't close. Then it just the Eagles being the Eagles, and yeah, I mean they moving, took their foot off
0: the pedal. The game wasn't close. It was on a short week. I know there was different personnel for both teams essentially at that point, um, but it, it wasn't as close as the six point final indicates. I think there's a path to victory for Philadelphia here. And I think that path is to use as much of the clock as humanly possible. And that sounds like kind of a cop-out. Obviously, as an underdog, you want to run a lot of plays. You want to keep Brady on the sideline. Um, and you want to end up scoring off those plays. And I think the Bucks' run D is susceptible enough to get run on by Philly anymore, especially with Hurts. With They've mm-hmm. been not great against quarterback runs. We saw that with Josh Allen when the Bucks played them a couple weeks ago. Um, saw
1: with uh, Taysom Hill a couple weeks ago too, when the Saints just sure. shut them out.
0: Yeah, no, they didn't score a lot. But sure, the Taysom, Saints didn't
1: score a lot of points, but they took time off the clock and. Uh, well,
0: that's it. They held them to zero, right? And that's partially because of the run game and the quarterback run game. So I don't know. This is this is an ideal matchup for Tampa, but it's also not an ideal matchup for Philly. Where I don't care who's out there for wide receiver um, for the Bucks, It's Tom Brady in the playoffs. He will find whoever is out there. He's been finding whoever's out there for the last 20 years. So I'm not worried about him not having Brown um, or Godwin or whoever. Still got to, As far as I know, Mike Evans is playing, right? So You got, you got Mike Evans. You got Mike Evans.
1: And you got Gronk.
0: And you have Gronkowski, who's his, who's his man for years. I'm not worried about the Bucks in this one. And I love them.
1: You do. Yeah, They're going to win the game. Is, is I, that, I know
0: they're going to win the game, so why is, not take him to
1: cover? Is Fournette playing? I know he's Yeah, Lenny's in. He's weeks. playing. He's, oh, he's going to catch balls, too.
0: Of course. And I think that's a note I have on the agenda. Take some Fournette props when they pop up. He's been smashing his receiving props by halftime, sometimes even by the first quarter. They're like three and a half catches, and it's like 26 and a half yards. So if they get jacked up in this game, you know, I'm not going to bet him blindly, but he's going to get to his number, whatever it is, I think.
1: I would agree. He's we've he's been one of our go to guys all season, um, mm-hmm. especially in the receiving game because nobody expects him to do much. So we're getting his numbers at very good value and not a lot of stats that have to get and not a lot of time to have to get there. And he's and he's he's a monster in the playoffs. He is playoff, playoff Lenny. Take, Take him. Take him. That's right. I Take agree.
0: Him. I agree. So it sounds like we're both gonna be on the bucks in that one. I just I can't talk myself into the Eagles. Um For a lot of reasons uh, that we'll get into later when we talk about um, gambling rules for the playoffs, Um, so we'll get there. But that's one I think we're both on the favorites on. Um, The next one's a little more interesting: 49ers at the Cowboys. This is a new matchup. We haven't seen these two teams play before, so this is this is going to be fun. I think this is probably the worst matchup Dallas could have drawn because of the Niners' run style, because of um, you know their defense that toughens up throughout the game. That being said. If Jimmy's not playing, and Jimmy's going to be playing, I think, because he played last week and he seems to have faced yeah, those setbacks. If for any reason he's not, the Niners have no chance. This this uh, Lance versus Garoppolo debate is nonsense. It's been a non-starter all year. If for any reason Jimmy is out or goes out during the game, it's Dallas all day. That being said, with Jimmy in, I think this is a game that flies over the total. It's a high total of 51. But with Dak and with Jimmy, these teams lead quick scoring drives, uh, and that could you know, facilitate uh, a lot of points in this one. So I like this to go over, and I think it's just a bad matchup for the Cowboys. I don't know where I land on the side of it yet.
1: Yeah, I think the Niners are hot. They, they had a very impressive showing against the Rams last week uh, coming back from being down. Um, didn't see that coming at all. Um, Debo Samuel has been an absolute monster. Um, no, the last flying. several weeks, he's been a fantasy uh, savior. Um, I think they're going to feed, try to mix and match different ways to get him the ball. Whether that's receiver, running back, you may you may see some Trey Lance uh, gadget plays. They may start yeah, him in there with Jimmy G um, just to kind of throw something else. Uh, I believe Parsons and Diggs are back for Dallas. I think
0: so, um,
1: which should help keep it close. But again, I I think uh, both these defenses are susceptible to giving up points, and it shows with the line being at 51 right now for the over-under.
0: Yeah, and that's got bet up a little bit. I think it opened around 49, so everybody's kind of on that train. Uh, I still probably like it at 51, though I think it may come back down just because public perception of the 49ers is that they're a slow team because they run the ball a lot. They run the ball a lot, but they run it effectively, and they're pretty quick, too. And Dallas, you know, they could score in chunks as well. Uh, I like Kittle props here. I like uh, Garoppolo props, obviously, if he's in. Maybe attempts would be something I would look at because of the high-flying nature of the game. And I like Kittle props. Similarly to why I like Waller props, Dallas has not been good against tight ends that line up um, as tight ends. Tight ends that line up against as wide receivers, they've been pretty good against. But Kittle plays as a tight end on the line, off the line, behind the line. They've not been as good covering the middle of the field from tight end. So I might like his props too. Again, no player props are out yet. So I'm not saying just to bet these blindly, look at it with some context, but take a look at what the number is and maybe start there. Uh, if you are looking at props.
1: Yeah. Obviously uh, as the game gets closer to kickoff, uh, we'll be posting these picks as the, the lines become known. Uh, it gets oh, closer sure. to finalization. So just follow us along on Twitter. Uh, if you want to win some additional money on the side.
0: Yeah, we'll take a look at these and we'll try to tweet out our picks, especially now that there's less games each week. Um, We can gloss over this one, I guess. (laughs) Steelers at Chiefs, lines 12 and a half. Uh, Chiefs just won by 26 the day after Christmas. Not too much action has been played on this game. The line hasn't really moved. The total hasn't really moved. Um, The Chiefs are going to roll, right? Is there any inclination to
1: believe otherwise? No, Big Ben thinks the line's 20. So yeah? Chiefs at 12. Yeah, in his uh, interview today. He felt that they were 20 point dogs. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know. Do you, you hear Drew Brees a couple months ago when he was on, uh, when he started on Sunday Night Football? They're talking about gambling now, obviously. He said some comment about the players don't know what the spread of the game is. That's insane, right? They, they all know what the game spread
1: is, right? With With the mobile betting and everything. It's, oh, almost, they're aware. it's almost impossible for you not to know the spread of the games.
0: It's impossible. And, and maybe Big Ben is the exception, and he really thought they were 20. Maybe he's hyping his team up. I don't know. Maybe we should take Kansas City minus 19 and a half. Maybe he thinks he's going to cover the 20. I don't know. Maybe. Um, the only thing that I'm betting in this game is quarter one under 10. I'm actually interested to see if that has fallen, because it was like minus 135 initially. But that Steelers quarter one under, man. I don't know if you've been betting it, but I've done it every week for two years, one unit, and it's essentially a paycheck. It, it hits every single week, man.
1: I know, but the only problem is Kansas City offense is so good, they may cover it by themselves without Pittsburgh. Well, that's why it's them. 10,
0: right? Because it's usually six and a half or something. Uh,
1: yeah, first well, it's quarter usually total, seven it's Still
0: 10. Yes. The, the 10, the under is minus 150, though. <laughs> so you got to pay a little vig now. I got it early at minus 130. What's the, what's, the,
1: what's the over at? Plus
0: 124. I'm not doing – I'm not – why would I deviate?
1: I, you shouldn't, but I'm, I'm taking that over. I think you could take the under, over. I'm not deviating think, from the
0: under. It was five and a half last it. week, and they have scored zero or three. And two weeks they ago, playing they scored the Chiefs. zero.
1: They're playing the Ravens with a backup quarterback.
0: Well, and I understand, but if they – you know, defense. what happens? I, they're not going to score. So, if they get the ball first and they waste six minutes off the clock and they punt and Kansas City takes six minutes to score a touchdown – they still got to get the ball back and score again to push. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I like it. Um, I'm obviously going to keep taking it until it misses though for the game. I like a lot of these Kansas city overs. I want to check their team point total um, because I don't think there's any way they don't get to 28 in this game. Let's see what it is. Home team total points, uh, of course, 29 and a half. So they, they've bet it up a little bit. Uh, I probably still take the over there because I think that they're guaranteed to get 28, probably 31. Um, so I like that over a lot of prop overs. I, we're we're both on KC here, right? We both no reason to take the other side.
1: Yeah, I yeah. I don't okay. I don't see I don't see much hope for the Steelers. I mean, I I think no. they're one of those teams that's happy to get in the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to do much damage. Which means they're probably going to win the game outright.
0: Of course, because nobody's taking them and everybody's looking at the Chiefs as a Super Bowl team. They've already kind of written off this week, so of course they're going to win on the road. Yep, uh, team of destiny. Um, two teams that very much could win though: Cardinals at the Rams. Game opened at minus four and a half, went down to minus three. Now it's back to about Rams minus four. There's been some under money on this game, but not a whole lot. Um, Hopkins is out for this game still, right? He can't come back?
1: I I honestly don't know.
0: I'm pretty sure he's out. And that's super relevant to me because they are not nearly as good. Like Hopkins is more important to them – than than even like Kyler is in a lot of instances because he opens up their run game. He gives Kyler something structured to do because you know my thing all year is that Cliff just has no idea how to run a team and no idea how to run an offense. And the only reason they're any good is because Kyler is really good. Uh, But without Hopkins, they have have nothing to to base that off of. Um, So I obviously like the Rams here. I know Chase Edmonds is back, so he's a big pass catcher for them. He does a lot underneath. Uh, I think Connor's out. I don't know. I think the Cardinals lean on the run. Yeah, I don't
1: think, I don't think Hopkins is out according to this first article that I'm reading. He's not ready to go.
0: He's not back. Yeah.
1: That's what I thought. Yeah. It's, it's a torn MCL.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I don't know that he could come back at all, even if they win this game, but I think they run a lot in this one. Um, I would probably lean towards the under. I think it was like 49 and a half. Um, I have to go with the Rams in this one because I predicted them to get to the Super Bowl and the, the Cardinals were, other than the Saints, If the, so if the Rams won last week, the Saints would have gotten in and the Rams would play the Saints. That's my number one matchup for the Rams because the Saints, there's no way they could have beaten the Rams. Mm-hmm. But the Cardinals might have been my second matchup um, that I was hoping for because I don't think the Cardinals can beat the Rams either. And that's probably a lot of the Kingsbury factor. I don't think that he will know what to do. These teams have traded just like the Bills and the Pats. They did an away and away. So both teams rocked the other one on their home turf. Yep. Um, and if Stafford just doesn't throw interceptions, they're going to roll, I think, in this And one again, it's, it's
1: the playoff inexperience. I think it's it's Kingsbury and Kyler's first playoff appearance Yes. Um, since they both got to the league. Uh, so you really don't know how they're going to respond to a playoff atmosphere. They're going to be on the road. I know L.A. is kind of weird It's not really a true, true home field advantage. You may may get a lot of Cardinals fans, but like you said, you've got your money on the Rams. You've been preaching that since day one. I think Aaron Donald's going to be on a mission after they fell short, losing to Green Bay in the divisional round last year. Um, And I Cam, I don't know what, did Cam Akers even play last week? Yeah, he played. He's ready to go. So I think Cooper Cup has a big game. Um, they're going yeah, so to find different ways to get in the ball. Um, and I think uh, the Rams should win this. No problem.
0: They should. And you're right. There could be some Cardinals fans there for, but for there to be Cardinals fans there, there would have to actually be Cardinals fans that exist. And I don't think there are any. So uh, there's not going to be, you know, it's, it's not a big disadvantage where if they played like Dallas, there's a lot of Dallas fans in LA, you know? So right. I think, I think this is just a good matchup for the Rams overall. Um, sucks that we have to wait till Monday to see it, but I think they're going to cover this one. They
1: saved the best for last. They
0: saved the best for last, I know. Um, all right, so, hey, that's all the games. Now we're going to do something fun. So instead of giving out locks for the playoffs, um, what we're going to do is we're going to do a draft each week. So me and Burke are going to compete for the rest of the playoffs, um, and you can tail whoever you want. You know, we'll, we'll tweet these out or something. But we're going to do a draft of each, t- each spread and each total on the game So there's 12 total picks, the over, under, and the spread of each game. And we're going to go in rotating order. So someone will pick, then the next person will pick. And you can pick a total or you can pick a side of the line. And then the other person's stuck with the other end of that. So even if you don't believe it, if Burke picks something I want, I'm stuck on the other end of it. And we'll go for the whole playoffs, all 13 games, and see who comes out on top. Um, So I like it. And as uh, co-host and since the Packers get the one seed, Uh, You're going to – I'm going to defer to you for the first pick of the inaugural 2022 Chalk Talk draft. Uh, Let's do this real quick. So let's just give our pick and, like, you know, a sentence about why we like it. Um, You're on the clock.
1: Yep. I'm going to take the Rams minus four with pick number one. Rams minus four. All right. Um, I think they are probably the most complete team playing this weekend. think they got a very favorable matchup they're a home team Um, again they're on a mission from last year Uh, Sean McVay's gonna do whatever he can to get his team back to the playoffs Uh, they got a better quarterback at the helm this year as opposed to last year with Matt Stafford uh, taking the snaps Cooper Cup record-setting year monster year for him I think he has a big game and I just think the Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins going on the road I think it's going to be too much for them to overcome especially in Kyler and Cliff's first playoff appearance so I'm taking the Rams minus four with my first selection
0: All right. thanks for the one sentence about your pick uh (laughs) and putting me on the other side of my rams bet there all right so you get the rams i get the cards all right so my next line what i'm looking at here i'm gonna go a little unconventional i'm gonna take a total and i'm gonna go over 46 in the um eagles bucks game because I think this flies over 46 and I think both teams get to around 28 points.
1: Good choice. So I guess I'm on the under there. You are on the under. Yes, sir. Which I actually liked. I think uh, the Bucks' defense is going to come to play and I don't think the Eagles are going to score a lot of points. Well,
0: there you go. You got what you wanted. All right. What's next?
1: Is it my pick or your pick? No, it's your pick. Not oh, we're me. not snaking it. No, no, you can go. Okay. Um now we're going to stay with the home favorites here. Uh we're going to take Chiefs minus 12 and a half. So you're
0: on KC. All right. No explanation needed because you're probably right
1: <laughs> by a mile on I that think, one. <laughs> I think the Chiefs are significantly better team. Um Steelers are probably arguably the worst team remaining in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um and uh Pat Mahomes is He's going to have a big game. They've been playing well the last few weeks.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. All right, so I'm going to pick a spread on this one. I'll go with another favorite. I'm going to go with the Bills at home over the Patriots. I know we almost talked ourselves into the Patriots, but at four, I love it at four. Could – I think it's either close or it's a Bills by 20 kind of game, and we just saw a Bills by 20 kind of game against the Patriots. So I'm going to lay the four.
1: You're taking the Patriots, right? No, I'm taking the bills. Oh, you're taking the bills? Okay. Yeah, I wanted the bills. Um, I'm I'm on the same side of the fence as you are on this one. Um, I think they're just they're better suited for this type of weather game. But with my next pick, let's just gonna I'm gonna just keep along with this game. I'm gonna take the over forty-four in this game. Over forty-four, okay. Yep, I think uh So you think both sides keep up? I think the cold will not be as big of a factor as we think. The wind is obviously it's substantial, but not, it's not going to affect kicks like it did the first time these two teams played each other in Buffalo. Um, And I think Josh Allen has a big game really do.
0: Yeah, I think so too. You're probably right on that one. All right. So we're getting into tougher territory now. I will take, I'm going to take the bucks. Give me the bucks lane, eight and a half. I loved it at seven. There's no reason to talk me out of it at eight and a half. You know, they should have won that last matchup by 17. So give me them at eight and a half over Hertz on the road.
1: So you're, you're leaving me rooting for Philly. That's right. That is stuck. That is tough. Okay. You're stuck. All right. My next pick. I'm going to go with the first game on Saturday. Okay. Bengals Raiders. And I am going to go.
0: The suspense is killing me. Over 48 and a half. He's taking the over. Okay. I actually kind of like the under there. So I'm all right with that.
1: You're welcome for giving you. Thank you. You're giving it back.
0: All right, so you're on over 48 and a half. I'm on under. We kind of talked about the total in that game. I will – no, I'm not going to stay in that one. I'll move to a different total. I'll take under 49 and a half in the Rams-Cardinals game because I think that the Cardinals do rely on the run, and I think that the Rams seem to have always one off half, whether it's the first or the second. And if they don't have a complete game, the game can't hit 50. So I'm going under 49 and a half.
1: going to jump ship to San Francisco and Dallas and I think San Francisco can win this game outright and they're getting points here so I'm going to take the Niners at plus three
0: they sure can win the game all right so you're getting the Niners plus three I'm stuck on Dallas I didn't want to pick that one because I don't know Dallas should in theory win Well, Well, of course, yeah, they're they're favorite. I'll stay in that game then, and I'll leave you with the tougher decision. I'll go over 51 in that game. Uh, I think we analyzed that one pretty well. I think both teams come to play. So you got two picks left. (laughs) Neither of them are that appealing. Pitt at Kansas City, total of 46. Raiders plus five and a half at
1: Cincinnati. What are you doing? See, I'm going to trust – I'm probably gonna. I think I said the wrong side of this earlier in the program. Um, Joe Burrow's first big playoff game. Going to be a home game. I think the Bengals end up winning this game by seven points. All right. Give me the Bengals minus five and a half.
0: All right. I uh, didn't want to pick that one, but I would have probably picked the Raiders in that one. Just because, like I said, I think the points are a lot. Um, at six I like it a whole lot better all right so you stuck me with 46 in this Pittsburgh Kansas City game you're welcome oh man I'm gonna go under I have to go under it's a low total especially with Kansas City but I'm going under because I don't know how Pittsburgh scores any points so if you give them 10 can the Chiefs score 36 Maybe, but I'm not going to bet on it, so I'm going to say under. I think – I honestly
1: do like the under here as well, unfortunately, because T.J. Watt is healthier in this Mm -hmm. matchup than it was a couple weeks ago where I believe he played or didn't play because of cracked ribs, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. Um, and he is an absolute monster and a game disruptor on the defensive side of the football. Um, If the Steelers have any chance of winning, they're going to have to cause turnovers. And that's going to happen with TJ Watt getting pressure on Mahomes. And if they do that, Kansas City's not going to score as much as we think we are. And that under looks like a pretty solid pick. Yeah. I mean, agreed. We know, Even if we they know, get you, We know Pittsburgh's not going to put up points, regardless right. of. Even if they get to 31, we're asking
0: the Steelers to then score 16 at that point, which is three scores. Uh, don't see it happening, so I'm I'm going under on that one. All right, so hey, first round in the books. Let's see how we do on Monday uh, or next week's episode. We'll we'll circle back and see how uh, how we started off, but hopefully this will be good throughout the playoffs. We want to leave you today, as we always do, with a couple nuggets of knowledge for your gambling careers moving forward. Uh, and this week, I thought it would be fun to to highlight three prime strategies for NFL playoff betting because it's a whole different season now. So the first um, bet that I want to, or the first strategy I want to throw out there do not bet on bad quarterbacks in the playoffs. There are too many good quarterbacks to bet on to get yourself stuck with a bad one. Not many fit that category this year. We usually have like a really crappy quarterback. I think quarterbacks that fit that mold this year are Jalen Hurts number one, not that he's an awful quarterback, but he's not a good quarterback. Um, you could throw Mac in there if you want, just because he's a rookie. Um, and then the other one would obviously be Ben. So I would go against all three of those quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, it's, it's tough when you don't have that signal caller that can uh, protect the ball. You you're Very inexperienced, too. Obviously, Jalen Hurts' first appearance in the playoffs. Um, so you don't know what you're going to expect, especially on the road. Uh, going against uh, defending champs, um, just it's, it's tough to get a read on them and when you really do not know what to expect out of those guys. So yeah. stick with, stick with what you know and proven guys in the playoffs and you should yeah. do very well.
0: Yeah, absolutely agree. So that's our first uh, rule. Number two is that home field definitely matters. I don't think it matters as much in the regular season, although it does, but certain home fields matter. Lambeau matters. Uh, Buffalo matters. Dome fields matter. And now that could mean that a dome matters to the road team, right? So it matters in sense of just know where the game is played and know what the strengths are. But the fact that the bucks are home for a playoff game that adds probably three and a half. Typically the home field advantage is three this year. It's been one and a half or two. I think it adds like three and a half in the playoffs, maybe even four because you're in the comfort of your own bed. You're in the comfort. And especially when you are the Packers or the Titans, you're going to be home the whole time. So if you keep winning you're home you don't have to travel at all and that's big especially as these lay- these rounds progress
1: right and Kansas city obviously another big home field advantage too one of the lot of stadiums in yes. football so when you got when you got the combination of a our first point with a solid proven quarterback playing at home it is very difficult to beat that team in their home on their home field and chances are you're going to side with them with any bets that you pick if right. that combination presents itself
0: Right. And then the third strategy, do not pick a dog unless you think they can win the game outright. I usually follow this in most instances through the regular season too. Sometimes when the number's too high, the number's too high. You take the dog, you think they cover. I wouldn't take any of these dogs unless you think they can win the game outright because all these lines, especially in the playoffs, they're tight. That 12.5 for Kansas City is an anomaly, and it's just a sign of like the, the Steelers are much worse than every other playoff team. So, you know, that might be an exception where you I don't know. I don't even think they can cover the 12 and a half. But if you look at all these games, Cardinals plus four, Niners plus three, Eagles plus eight, Patriots plus four, Raiders plus five and a half. If they're going to cover, they're in the game and they could potentially win. So if you don't see the Eagles being close to the Bucs, like if you never see them sweating that out, don't be scared off by the eight because the
1: Bucs will cover it. Agreed. And uh, I think the only – Situation that I think we're both on the side of the fence on here is the Niners in Dallas being the one true road dog that can get this done.
0: They could get that done. I think that's a good one, and that plus three is obvious. The Bills and the Raiders, or the Patriots and the Raiders—I don't know. If I had to rank this in confidence order of dogs, the Niners are my favorite dog. The the Steelers are my least favorite dog. The Raiders would probably be second, just because we don't know what to expect. So if you're giving me five and a half. I think in theory they could win the game. The Patriots maybe third, the Cardinals fourth, the Eagles fifth, and the Steelers sixth. That's probably pretty close.
1: Yeah, I would. I think I'm on the same uh, yeah wavelength as you on these for sure.
0: So we like a lot of favorites. It should be a fun weekend, man. I'm looking forward to this playoff football is back. Uh, this is always a fun time of year for gambling. We got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, And we're leading up to the Super Bowl, obviously. We're going to have a nice, long uh, prop edition before the Super Bowl. I'm sure we'll have two weeks to prepare and get our money set for that one. That should be fun. Um, Any parting words leaving us into the weekend?
1: No, I think uh, we got some solid football coming up the next month. Uh, Super Bowl, I think, is scheduled for February 13th. 13th. Which is a week later than normal. It's usually the Mm -hmm. first Sunday in February. Now it's the second because you got that 18th week into the season. Because they're still going to hold the two weeks between the conference championships yep. and the Super Bowl, um, so and really, that gets us a week closer to March Madness. And that gap yeah. between uh, Super Bowl and March Madness is shortened. And uh, really looking forward to. It. I think there's a, the the field the field is wide open. Um, there's obviously your your main contenders, but uh, there's a, that list is like five teams deep. So it should be exciting.
0: Yeah, a handful of these teams could win. Um, you know, the Steelers sneaking in is probably the only downside that we don't get to see the Chargers or something. But that's all right. We'll survive. I think there's a lot of good teams. And ultimately, we will be left with four teams in the conference championship that uh, belong and are there to play and, and can win the Super Bowl. Unless so I'm looking Steelers, forward to it.
1: Unless the Steelers somehow surprise us Unless all. they
0: sneak in, there's a true team of destiny in Ben's last run and they take, would
1: you take you take ben to the house because that's that's the swan song that everybody's going they to would call.
0: be plus 16 in a super bowl against the packers i bet or, or something crazy like that uh but i don't think we'll have to worry about that we probably won't see him pass this week but anyways until next time uh tune into the twitter account throughout the week make sure you're subscribed we're on spotify now should be on apple music sometime having some issues getting that up but we are officially on both podcasting platforms On this YouTube, very active on the Twitter. So follow along with us. And until next time, let's go make
1: some money. Let's do it.